Hi friends, we're back. We took a little holiday hiatus and we were off for the month of December, but we are back to recording new episodes. And today we have a wonderful episode with a good friend of mine, Paige Heaton. Paige owns a business um, where she sells women's Western wear, primarily um, boots, but she also has like merch and hats and bags and um, anything that you could possibly want to adorn yourself with. You can probably find with Paige. She has incredible taste. Um, We met in 2017. I do get my dates initially mixed up a little bit in this episode you'll hear, but we get straightened out pretty quickly. Um, We met in 2017 when we were both running mobile businesses. Um, We don't talk about the mobile aspect of things too terribly long in this episode, but Paige does have a thriving online business, a website that's great, and um, uh, active social media where you can follow her on Instagram, so please do that. But she also travels around the country selling the items that she designs and um, has custom made for her business. And she does that in an Airstream trailer um, that she drives all over the place. And she's been doing it since 2017. And it's iconic. The Airstream is, you know, beautiful and really sets the tone for the brand that you're about to enter, but also just kind of the style and the fun that you're about to encounter when you start to interact with No Roots Boots. So I encourage you to check her out online, um, find some more of her story. I'm sure we'll have her back again. I could talk to Paige for hours and hours. Um, This is one of our longer episodes. It's just at an hour and um, there's just so much goodness to it that I, we couldn't quit talking. So I hope that you will enjoy our conversation. I hope you'll learn a little something about um, prioritizing your happiness or taking breaks or just what it looks like to start a business and how that road weaves through time. So um, enjoy this episode with Paige from No Roots Boots and come back and let us know what you think. So many podcasts. Okay, so I am here with Paige from No Roots Boots, um, which is a mobile, mostly mobile, right? Um, Business that sells women's cowboy boots, cowgirl boots. I say Western and fashion boots. Okay, okay, okay. As soon as I said cowboy, I was like, that's not right. What is (laughs) I mean, kind of. (laughs) Kind of. Okay, Okay, so you're here hosting me. Um, in like your office space or your warehouse or all, all of the above, all the, your business location. Yes. Um, so thank you for having me here and, um, yeah. So thanks for, thanks for having me. Thanks. I'm glad to have you here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I've got, um, just a couple of like little bullet points to maybe keep us on track, but we can stray from this wildly if we need to. Sounds good. Um, the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about is one of the things I talk about first with most of the guests, because a lot of them I've, uh, are personal friends of mine that I met in other ways through business. And so, um, I was thinking when preparing for this interview about how we met and I remember that I, um, was working on opening up a mobile boutique for my jewelry company that I had years ago. And I hadn't opened yet, but I had reached out to, um, Shay Obrey, a mutual friend of ours, and I asked to pick her brain about her um, then mobile unit. And she was like, it's just me and this one other girl, Paige. And she was like, we're the only two mobile people that are like retail mobile in the Peoria area at the time. And that was like the first time that I heard your name. So really quick, was Sarah the first one? Which she was that, like we. I guess we weren't putting her in because she was like food. Okay, like, you know what I mean. Like a like a. Food so when did you officially start? So, I can't really remember the time. Um. So I believe it was April of 2015. I think. Is well, you were the year. you were earlier than me then because I was 17. I was May of 17s when I went to my first show. With your airstream? Yeah. <sighs> no, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right because I was Shay was January of 17. Of 2017? Yeah. No, then I have my year wrong because I was not before Shay. Shay was already in operation. So you, it must have been Shay, you, then me. Okay. But you must have reached so out after you'd already started. Not yeah. 20, not 20. 2050. So I, okay, yeah, I've got my years mixed up, so I apologize about that. So 20, 
it would have been 2017, but I think um, my launch date was April 15th that year. Okay. I remember it being like tax. So you day. were really, you launched about a month before me. Okay. But it felt like I remember. I ran. Like yes. I like got the thing, did the thing, got the stuff, put it together. <laughs> like I don't ever like, like I know you're like very much that way too, but I, maybe my like vehicle was further along than yours when I got it or so I don't yes. know. Because when like, they came out for the paper, I was like, this is really embarrassing and it's not done yet. Okay. Okay. That's okay. That timeline <laughs> yes. helps a little bit. Okay. So yes. you, me and Shay were all in the same newspaper article. And like, I yes. just really thought when I was talking, I know that that for sure, when I was talking to Shay, she was like, it's just me and this other girl Paige. Yes. They're doing it. And I she had already emailed her in February. Saying, okay. hey girl, I'm okay. starting this. Thanks for inspiring me. But it took me a little while. I probably had my mobile done, like the big stuff done by April, but I was so scared. I mean, I had it done. My mom's like, girl, you got to take this thing out. Okay. I was okay. so, I was like, where do I go? I had okay. a whole business plan that said all the places I could go, but I was like, okay, this is so interesting to see the side of it because I did the launch like in April or whatever. And then I was very quiet with my mobile because like I was nervous about driving it. It broke down a lot. Like there were a whole (laughs) lot of hurdles, right? But I did that opening with like a three location. I had so many bad things happen at that first one. But I remember (laughs) you parking at Heritage Square in that auxiliary lot. And somebody being like, there's just some girl selling boots in an Airstream trailer. And I was like, (laughs) yes, we're mobile people. Like we're, And I remember being like, I wonder if she sells boots in the middle of the day in Peoria Heights. And I remember thinking, like, how did she get there? So to hear that on the other side, you're also like, where the heck do I go? Okay, it's funny hysterical. story. I found a notebook from my first year in business. And I opened it up. And it had, like, my goals for each of those first shows. I mean, I sat there for hours. And I think my goal was to sell one pair of boots. And I probably only sold one pair. I mean, yeah. I really didn't sell much there same but it was but like, I did I did it because you did like I you I did it because you did it and somebody was like well I think you can park here and I was like okay and so like randomly I would go and it was so weird because I'm like just awkwardly like hey everybody I'm gonna be at Heritage Square and then I like pull up to Heritage Square and nobody's there and I'm like hey guys I'm at Heritage Square and like nobody comes and I was yes. like can I guess I'm going so to I think that was one of my very first lessons I think I parked there like three times and I loved Shay, and I watched that line. I mean, she had a line all the time, and they would leave her trailer and not come into mine. And that's when I realized, okay, I have a very niche audience. I okay. think I knew that, but I had loved boots for so long. I come from the you know agriculture industry. I worked in boot sales in college. And so I think I was like, oh, my. I don't think the local crowd – I would go to a lot of local shows – but I didn't think that local crowd during the day was really going to be my target audience. And after those first couple, I mean, that first year, I looked back at my calendar. I was somewhere multiple times during the week, every weekend, unless I had like a wedding I couldn't miss. I was at shows. And I look back and I'm like, oh, first of all, how did I do that? I was 23 single. <laughs> like what? But um, I think that's when I realized I had to go further. And then those years two three four is when I just went everywhere I mean I didn't leave the midwest area but I mean I was gone to 21 day shows 10 day shows and I remember you kind of did the same thing Mm -hmm. as you kind of realized that maybe the local not that there aren't local people that support you because you were at Birch House you know the fall at the farmhouse and there's people here Mm -hmm. but I'm I don't have a product that I could pop up only locally and make it work well, because one, it is, um, and this is true for my jewelry that you're re- referencing as well, is that like, it's not a super low price point. Like it's not a super high price point, but it's also something that like for a lot of people is an investment yes. or just not something they can pick up on a Tuesday afternoon. Yes. And then also you're selling like a quality item, but it's also something that is, um, very unique. So like, can, can your average person get, 10 of them can they buy one every time they see you probably not maybe that's and that's the same for me with my jewelry like people love to support me but like once they bought a piece there's just only you know there's a lag until they buy the next yeah 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 and I think that something that I thought of early you know I think a lot of times in business you hear people shout from the rooftops like hey we have something for For everyone everyone. (laughs) and that's like I never wanted to be that I never wanted to be that but at the same time you can kind of get your feelings hurt when you go to shows and nobody likes your product 
but hard. I think that that really helped me understand that like I had to go where my people were and that took I think that's something that it's I mean you're so in it that you don't even think about all that you did but I tested so oh, many man. markets and the markets that took are the ones 2017 page would have never thought those are where it took. Yeah. And so it's been really interesting. But I, what I found is like that my Western boots and how unique they are, and a lot of them are exclusive to me or one of a kind or what have you. It really coincides with that antique market mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. those people are there looking they for a treasure, something, something unique. unique. They'll invest in a piece. And once you think about it in that way, you're like, duh, that's why it worked. But when I was first creating my business plan, I was going to a rodeo. People at rodeos, you think want to buy boots? No, they already have their boots on and they're looking for that like ball cap. Yeah, or their graphic tee. Yeah, Yeah, and so I think that that, those first couple years were such learning experiences and I think we kind of have similar stories where we have such a like niche product and it's... Absolutely. I think it's it was part of the discovery of you can have a business plan all you want. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to go where the people are, but yeah. still stay true to yourself. Like you don't want to see that's the, that is the key part of it for me. And something that I think you've done really, really well as I've like watched you for years now do what you're doing is it can be really hard not to get l- l- lost in maybe following profit or following trends or like there was one point I remember I looked into like doing a wholesale and like applied to the world's like largest wholesale market <laughs> to be a vendor with my handmade jewelry that yes. like doing more than 50 of something would literally annihilate my whole workload do you know and what I mean? your creative and yeah and my creative yes, yes yes but there was like I got on this trajectory where I was like maybe this is the way maybe this is the way to like and then at some point along the way I like had to stop and reevaluate like what the bigger plan was, like, how is this going to help me get to like my end goals, you know, and then that can kind of like write your course sometimes. But I think that you've done a really good job at like, just staying true to what you do and what you do really well. I mean, you've grown, obviously. I think that's, I think it's interesting you say that because I do feel like you've probably seen some of my posts as coming off 21 and 22. I don't know what COVID did, but my online business has been able to sustain me pretty well since 2018. You know, I could go off the road and it would sustain me to be able to like live off of it. But something with COVID just pushed it over the edge. And 21 and 22 were my biggest years ever. Wow. But I will say, you know, maybe from the outside looking in, it didn't feel like I went off course. But something within me was like, Eh, this isn't quite right. Just anymore. having the online component be such a big part of it, like that part. Is I that think it. I got to this point where I was reacting to what the customers wanted, not necessarily following profit, because like anybody that truly knows me, I love people. That's why I'm in this business. Boots are kind of the avenue that allows me to connect with people, and I do love boots as well. But I think I was so caught up in serving my customers that I a little bit lost track of that, like. My early days, I mean, I was working with little makers that I would find on the road and I'd go and I'd made this guy and he just started tooling leather. I was like, oh my gosh, can you tool me some earrings? And that was very much what I carried in the extras. But as things grew and the demand grew and stuff like that, I started hopping on fair and I would buy something a little more mass produced and it sold like crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was still high quality leather, but it just wasn't made by people. And that's where this year I'm taking a total step back. And I'm like, if I don't know the people making the product, I'm not selling it anymore. Wow. And so I think a lot of people don't see that because it was still a high quality product. Sure. But it just, it was growing so much that I felt like I needed more, more, more. Sure. And the only way to do that was pop on fair and grab something quick. Yeah. And handmade is not quick. Sure. And I think that that quick being able to grab something made my business explode in a way that handmade doesn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can sell out of a boot. Yeah. In 24 hours. Yeah. Well, I go to reorder it. My products are mostly made to order. I'm not getting that boot for, you know, 12 weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. And so when you can get that mass produced, for me, it just allows you to grow in a way that's not sustainable. At least it allowed me to. Well, that was Because I could restock the next week. I mean, that's just. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where it's interesting, you know, I, I do think I stayed authentic, but I, it got to the point where I was like, this is not what I want it to be anymore. Well, that that's exactly what it felt like with the, the wholesale thing. And when I was like, a pro, and I was approaching like 
stores around here that were wholesale clients, but also like people in, all over the country. If I went on vacation, I would go to all of the boutiques in that area and be like, let me sell my jewelry in here. And they were like, okay. And I got places all over the place, but it was just like, and, and it wasn't necessarily because I was like following profit. It was like, how else can I expand my business? Like that's really where, I, where my mindset was at. And then I got to the same part where I was like, well, now, now I'm thinking about like making less handmade stuff, like things that I'm more just like putting together or having somebody else cast my silver pieces rather than make them myself so I can put more of these together. And now I'm not even getting to make this stuff. Like this yeah. doesn't make any sense. And so like, it's the same thing. I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me reevaluate things. Thing. And yeah. I think that's the hard part about in business. Shay and I were just talking about it recently. It's like, so you basically, you get in reaction mode and you're trying to, you make it. Okay, you're like hustling, you make it. And then you just kind of start, you don't coast because you're never really coasting. It's always something to learn, but you start to get more in reaction mode. In those early days, everything was so intentional. And I think I just said to her the other day, I was like, maybe we need to go away and put, turn our phones off and just ask ourselves, what do we want our dream business to look like? Because, you know, we were pioneers in those early days. We were trailblazers. They put us in the paper. They did. (laughs) And so it's like, we did that early. And so it's like, how do we, how do we tap into that again and figure out how to stay on the cutting edge, but not as a reaction to the market, but as something that like comes from within. Well, because that's what I, that's what I think has made you successful specifically is that, um, you are willing to do these kinds of steps periodically all throughout. Because if you don't, then the coasting or the reactive mode or whatever you're talking about just tends to take you onto a plateau or into whatever space that, like it's not to a place that is like something that is actively being yes. managed by you, right? Because yep. now you're just on like cruise control type <laughs> yes. of thing. And so I think that that's something that um, it will set people that are successful apart from others is like being able to reevaluate, reset, and change course if needed. So <laughs> many people so are like, humbling. this is just how we do it, you know? So humbling. Yeah. Because I think, I think, you know, when I decided that this year was kind of going to be the last year that things operated on that autopilot I had been on, I had to really take some intentional steps and I knew that my business was going to go backwards. And there is nothing can compare or prepare you for that backward step, especially when you're a go-getter, like a lot of entrepreneurs are, because there's no, there's nobody above you saying you're doing a great job. I mean, like your mom or your spouse may do that, but you have to look within yourself and be like, okay, I am going backwards, but I am making strides in these other areas, which is, I think it's hard because sales is the only metric you really have. Sure. Happiness, it's hard to really put that on a metric. Sure. And so you have to know that you're going to go backwards in some areas, but your happiness is going to go forward. But yeah. that's not something that you can pop on Shopify and look at your app and be like, oh, look, happiness is up. Yeah. And so I think that's been like probably the hardest thing. And I think I saw something just the other day and it was like, I mean, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better be ready to be the most self analytical you've ever been. I mean, there's no better cheat code to growing personally than owning your own business because it's going to force you to, right? (laughs) Because just when you get comfortable, things are changing. Well, and if you ignore something that you're doing, that's wrong, it doesn't go away. (laughs) And eventually you're like, you have to be like, okay, I guess this thing I'm doing is not working or whatever the thing is. Yeah. it's it's I think it's interesting too, like friends, you know, from the outside looking in that think that, you know, I'll say entrepreneurship is the only path for me. It really probably is. It's just, it, it's what I love. It works well with my personality type, but I think sometimes like Shay and I will talk like we make it look easy and then somebody will quit their job. And then when their booty's on the line, it's like, okay, this is a whole different ball game. And I think it's hard to explain because I love it so much, but it's hard to explain how much work it takes because you are having to constantly analyze yourself. I mean, there's no boss to 
complain about. Yeah. You're the boss. So if you're not happy, it's because you've made bad choices. And I think there's just so much like accountability in that. And it's like very humbling. (laughs) Well, like one, that's the whole reason why I started this podcast is because I know so many business owners. They're like, I don't have a peer. Like you, you become friends with other business owners for this reason because you're like, you're the only people who understand the boss sucks sometimes because like we're the, it's us, we're the boss. Do you remember when you threw the Gustav Christmas party? Yes! Oh my God. Okay. I was just talking about this. So we funny. need to make this happen. Okay. I talked about doing it here, okay. Okay, but I'm right. like, we need to do something like that. Okay. Again. I love that so much. I was just telling that story to somebody the other day. I was like, I have literally been, this podcast is so natural because it's literally like gathering the people at the table and being like, what's working? What's not? Like, I can't. And I remember you facilitating that and like the questions you asked around the table. I've been to a lot of like gatherings like that, mm-hmm. but it's like you asked really intentional questions. Mm-hmm at that staff Christmas party. And I felt like it was a group of people. I knew some of them, but didn't. Yeah. But I was like, I felt like seen, heard every person that talked. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. That we was should so do it again. Fun. We have to do that again. Okay. Even if it's not a Christmas party. And so like for the people who don't know, cause yes. like we're just saying staff Christmas party. It was like maybe 2017. I yeah. think um, we like, there was this core group of people that I just always was seen every single show that I did locally. Like it was, we'd become friends because our booths were right next to each other, or we had to help people with our generators or like whatever the yes. thing was. Like we just become like, Oh, these are just the people I see at work all the time. And so that Christmas, I was like, let's all go out to dinner for our staff Christmas party. Like everybody buy your own food. We'll go someplace nice and we'll just like celebrate the year of business. And so um, I don't want to forget anybody, but I think it was like Renee from 430, Sarah from the spa and Shay and you and I, Megan, that now does the Hello Headband. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Isn't peppermint that? pine. Yes, yes Megan, yes, Megan the, peppermint. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, that's not her real last name, but I was, because that's how I came to know her was yes. her knitting company. So yes. I had her like in my phone as Megan Peppermint. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now Indie Gift House in Peoria is wildly successful and yes. Hello Headbands, like, you know, global. And yes. so, uh, yeah, so they were, these were all like women that I considered to be like my coworkers. And yes. oh, that makes me so happy that you remember it. <laughs> I was just thinking about it the other day, thinking like, I wonder if all those ladies thought I was like crazy, but no, like, oh, it was so fun. It's like literally this podcast in, in meal form. Group form. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I think it's, there's so many times where we like want to do those things, but we get caught up in the yeah. hustle and bustle of everything else. But sure. I think it is really important to get together. I mean, Shay and I will talk on the phone. Sometimes she'll be packing orders and I will, we'll talk on the phone for three hours while yeah. we're packing orders. Cause it's like, I think that's something nobody really talks about when you're bootstrapping. And I still feel like I'm bootstrapping to some yeah. extent. It's just yeah. who I am. Um, that you don't really have anybody to talk to. And it's very lonely at times. And so you have to have that community. It's, yeah, it's so it's lonely. so important. It's so lonely. Because, and also it's like, you can feel very isolated and like, oh God, nothing I'm doing is working. Like I, I'm failing and, and like, just to hear somebody else being like, oh, I'm also failing at everything. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, thank God, we're all yes. failing. It feels so much better to know that. Because like, there's just some sort of like relief in that community aspect of yeah. it, you know, and not that like you wish other people are failing, but it's just nice to be seen, like you said, and, yeah. and heard. In those and places. I think that. I mean, to have other people that are going through the same things Mm -hmm. because sometimes you try to talk to people that don't have a business and they just like don't understand. Or even my husband has his own business and his is totally different. He has social media is like not a thing to him. So I'm over here struggling with social media. He's like, oh yeah, I like deleted my Facebook ad for months at a time. I'm like, that sounds lovely. (laughs) I was literally preparing for this episode uh, this morning and I was thinking, because I know you're getting ready to take a hiatus in January. Um, And so I'm planning for this episode to come out on the 17th. So after your hiatus is over. Um, And so I was thinking about all that and I was like, oh my gosh, she's deleting the apps off of her phone. And I'm like, what would that even look like for me? Because I've been like toying with the idea of taking a couple of weeks off, right? Yeah. And I, um, I manage like a lot, like a lot of other people's social media. Um, and then like some people I just consult, like I just daily like tell them like, Hey, don't, Hey, don't take that picture down use this one instead. Like those types of things, (laughs) you know? And I talk about this with my kids. I'm like, I could take time off, but that would literally require me to do all the work that I would be doing and said time off, say a week, do that now. 
on top of the work I'm already doing yes. just to get that week off. Like I'm not actually getting a week off. I'm just doing double work this week to have a little bit of free time that following week. And I'm just like, can I literally that just make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? But like, it doesn't make sense for people to pay me for my services. If I'm like, I'm just going to take a fourth of this month off and like yeah. peace out. But like, do I get vacation? Like, so the, that has been such a weird thing as like a business owner is like, gosh, I sure would like a break, but I also probably would do like things like what you're doing, like a retreat to like, look at my business yeah. on my vacation. Yeah. You know? I think I'm going to like do some projects around here. Sure. And I, I've never done, I mean, I've been in business since two, that May, 2017. I've never done this. And I think one of the biggest things is I was like, I have to delete the apps and I have to say I'm taking time off because you can take time off, but then there's that constant like weight over your shoulder. Like I should be posting. Uh-huh. Whereas if I just say I'm not posting and only customer service through email, I mean, that'll actually allow me to like, somebody's it's like, are you going to post videos or like take videos to recap it? I was like, if I do great, if I don't great, but yeah. something that my grandpa said, he farmed and was self-employed. And he told me once he said, you know, when you're self-employed, The thing is, you don't get vacation time. You have to make it and you have to take it. And he said, a lot of people just never do that. And I think that's the hard part is nobody is like, oh, you get two weeks paid because Uh if you're not hustling, you ain't getting paid. And so I think that's the hard part is like trying to figure out what that looks like. And I think that I haven't really taken time off to just be. And I think with this, a lot of the new changes that I'm implementing in 24, I'm like, to start with 15 days of nothing. And then I head to Dallas on my buying trip, the 16. So I think to have that like really clear time, I always say you have to build in white space to your life. Oh boy, that 15 days, I'm going to probably have the best business ideas I've ever come up with because I've given myself that really intentional white space. It's like when you're in the shower, you're driving down the road. That's when you have your best ideas because you're allowing yourself just to be. You're not trying to force anything. So it'll be interesting. Kind of nervous what comes to the 15 days, but I think it's 100% what I need. And I think it'll be interesting how I feel coming back. Like if I'll feel refreshed or like frustrated. And I do think that like social media has just added some part of that like exhaustion because I think it's an amazing, amazing tool. And I always go back to that. It's an amazing tool. And that's where I want to keep my mindset at. But there's also this part of me that's like, how much do you give? Yeah. I mean, it's something I probably struggle with it just off and on and back and forth of like, if they keep asking more and more, where do I stop? And I think that's probably one of my biggest deep struggles with business that nobody really talks about. Yeah. You know? Because it has a free marketing tool. Yeah. But at what point are you like? A slave to it. Yeah. And I think that one of the biggest things a lot of my friends have talked about is like, I sell a fashion pro. I sell a fashion product, right? But I'm like, I have so much more to offer than outfits. Yeah. And if outfits and styling is the only thing I bring, the biggest thing I bring to the table, I think I've kind of done my platform injustice. And so just trying to figure out where that balance of like bringing value Versus just bringing outfits because I, I just, I look at all these girls going viral with outfits and that is fantastic. But I'm like, I have a lot of substance in this brain of mine that goes beyond just outfits. And how do I fit that in? Because I think that's what helps write that, like <laughs> that push and pull that I feel with social media as if I feel like I can bring something of true value to people. And so figuring, I think that's going to be like my big goal in 2024 is like how to use my platform for more than just outfits. Yeah. But that is what the world claps for. So it's a hard balance. Well, it is hard. Um, so far, your everything that um, I've witnessed you doing seems very authentic and, yeah. and wonderful and beautiful. So I have no doubt that whatever is in store for this <laughs> next phase for you will also be equally so. Um, I will be interested to see how you feel after the 15-day break because um, – I, I agree with you on the white space uh, being a necessary thing. And um, I definitely know that like there are times I become like paralyzed with uh, just the inability to move forward because there's like 
so many ideas, but none of them really make any sense or can come like to like the line of priority and the way that I need them to. And so oftentimes it's important then that I just like step away and do something completely unrelated so that my thoughts can kind of realign and yeah. assemble. And then um, all of a sudden that like missing piece pops in, you're like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and I, and I love those things. And I know that like, um, that taking that st- step away, I, I don't think you'll feel anxious to come back, like in a bad way. I oh. think you'll feel like, I think you know, I'll probably is, be ready. Like said, this is <laughs> yes. where your, this is where your, your heart lives. Just like when I take time off, I am brainstorming, not intentionally, not like let's get the work done. It's just, that's where my brain goes is yeah. to work on the next project. Cause yeah. I think we're, um, we're similar in that way. So I'm excited for you for your break yep. and to see how you feel coming out of it and then to see what you do in, uh, in 2024. I think too, the break will help me realize that like, even though there's some negative things in social media, it's like the good mostly outweighs the bad. And I think I'll feel that when I come back, it's sure. like right now I'm just kind of, you know, sure. End of the year, pushed hard through the year, tackled some really big goals, did a lot of like deep diving. And so to just give myself that break, I think I'll be like so excited to come yeah. back because I've never really taken that much time off work. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You've never taken 15 days in a row ever yeah 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 it's yeah. great that's so great. yeah even when you got married oh did you, you not know you our honeymoon was to dallas i do remember that now i do remember and then that now. we got married in august and then you know september october is like the busiest travel month so i was like hey we got married but i'm gonna be yeah, <laughs> gone every weekend for the rest of do. Yeah. So yeah, that's a reality. Yeah. But it's nice because John's busy season is the same as mine. So sure, he's ready to be farming, and I'm ready to be. I would say boot harvest. It's boot sure. harvest time. Sure. Oh. oh man, I've had some horrific technical difficulties, and then like guests getting sick, and then me getting sick, and I just filmed an episode earlier today where I was just like. I, the theme I just keep coming back to is like, I just keep going. Like, I'm just going to keep going. Like there's all kinds of reasons, like hurdles that have come up, like that I shouldn't keep doing this or that I can't keep doing that or whatever. And you just kind of like adapt and figure it out. Hunker down. Yeah. (laughs) Keep going. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I think I had my years off a little bit because I, if, First of all, that feels like forever ago, but I got divorced in 2018. And so I just really thought that I was, I had the mobile unit longer than like a, a year, uh, like a year and a half. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I was like, I surely was longer than that. And I thought I remembered seeing that date come up. Um, but when I went through the divorce process and um, when I went through that, my parents who are not super wildly supportive, my dad was like, you can't run your own business and be a single mom. Like you can't do that when you have time. And I was like, well, I don't, this is what I do. Like, I don't, you know, things are like taking off. I got a celebrity endorsement. Like I had like my best month. Wait, who was that? Like, leaving it. Um, oh, I don't there, remember this. There was a uh, oh, comedian Whitney. At Cummings. that show. Mm-hmm. At that mm-hmm. show. At that show in San Diego. Yeah. Like yes. my, my website was like popping. Things are really going great. And I was like, I really feel like this momentum has been something I've been like working up to for years and years. And, um, I mean, like, ultimately, it's all fine, because I was definitely too heartbroken to, like, be creative and, like, do the work that needs to be done to keep going in that instance. But I went back to the corporate world, went back to dental hygiene for a a while. And so it was out of this, like, space for a little bit. And um, I I could not stay away. Like, I I had no intention of coming back. Were you, like, cleaning teeth and getting jewelry ideas or what? Well, I was just like... That's what I imagined. Jewelry was just like... I was like, that. I'll never do it again. Like, I closed my studio. I never went back in there. I sold the Winnebago to the bass player of Old Crow Medicine Show. I remember that. Um, Totally fangirled about that. I was like, okay. I mean, if you're going to sell it... I mean, it's a great story, right? (laughs) Yeah. one of my, like party stories or whatever. Um, so I was just like, really like done. Like I was just like, I'm going to survival mode and, um, was doing that for so long and like unfulfilled. And then like had a couple of real big bumps in the road. And then I helped somebody else open a business. And I literally, when I wrote the cover letter to get the job, I was like, I can do this. Like I ran my own business before. Like I did all of the work to figure out how to do this and what to make it work. And like, I know what it takes to dive back in and do it again. So yeah. like, and that's why I got the job is because they were like, well, this girl obviously she's can do done it. it. She's done it before. Yeah. 
And then I was doing it. And ultimately there were just like some moral issues that came up between me and, and the owners where I just was like, this is not a good fit for me anymore. And I had to walk away. And then I was like, why am I helping other people start their businesses? Like, this is what I've always wanted to do. But like, why am I working on one person's dream? Like, what do I want to do? Do you know what yeah. I mean? It was like, it took that long before I could really pause and go back and take to a the breath and be like, what do I want to do? Because it literally for through COVID, I was like, well, I guess I'll go back to school. I started like working on another degree, like <laughs> online. I was like, I was just literally like throwing everything at the wall to be like, I where do I feel the hard build? part about entrepreneurs is we could do so much yes. that it's hard to know where to put your focus. And even within my business, I feel that I'm like I could do so much with this, but what fills me up? And I, I say that kind of how No Roots Boots got to where it was, was I was like, what does my dream life look like? And how do I build backwards from that? And then when things got a little hairy for a while, and I was like, what's happening? I'm not feeling great in this space. I was like, oh gosh, I got to do what I did in the early days. I got to say, what's my dream life look like? And I think after you get married, what worked before you were married doesn't work anymore because you have this other right. person you can't work till 3 a.m because they're trying to sleep you know right. and so i had to go back to the drawing board okay this is my new season maybe so I, I want a new player in the scene yes and i'm like maybe i want kids in what does what our does, dream life what does new like? dream look like with yeah. somebody else what does new dream look like with a family because i think for so long i was able to be a work i mean i was able to be a workaholic and i loved it mm -hmm. i was building my dream but then it got to the point where i was like Meep. well if I'm building my dream, I don't have enough time for my people. Sure. And so I think that going back to the drawing board is like, it's tough, but I think it is tough. you have to ask yourself like you did like, okay, so now I'm back in this creative space. What's my new dream look like? Yeah. So yeah. Are, you are doing the jewelry thing? Yeah. So things kind of like really transitioned in a, in a very weird way. I, after I like walked away from that company that I was helping open, um, I was like, well, I was doing a great job for them. So imagine how great I could do for like other people. And then I was just like, I don't know. Like I was literally working a minimum wage job. Like I had to get, there were just some moral issues in that company that I had to get like out of. Yes. And, um, just like literally being like, I kept saying like, this is my gap year. <laughs> I'm just going to figure out what I want to do with my life. <laughs> and I started having these people come to me randomly and be like, who was doing this for that? company you were working for and who would build this and who did the social media and who did the website and who did this in the inside and who built the menu and who built, and I was like me, 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 me. And they were like, can you help me? And I was like, well, sure. And this was something natural because like I'd helped like so many people, people sitting at that table for our staff party, like yeah. so many businesses over the years. Like, you know, I would just be like, okay, so what are you going to do about this? Okay. But what if like I've yes. been helping people like brainstorm and get started on stuff since the beginning of time. So I was like, well, yeah, I can help you. So I started helping some people for free. And then after a while I was like, actually I can do this a lot, but like I'm doing it a lot. So maybe you guys could pay me a little bit of money for that. And that would be cool. And people were like, yeah, heck yeah, man. So like that started that business. And once I was able to get that going enough to where I could fully support myself and not work those minimum wage jobs anymore. Yeah. Um, then I started being like, well, now I'm building all these other people's businesses so well what if I put just like a fraction of that energy into building my own business? Like yeah. what would I do then? And then I was like, okay, then I, I think I want to do the story thing again. My kids were kind of prompting me, but I was like rusty for a while. So I took a little bit of time to like get back practice, into it. get back into it. Um, I started like teaching again and then, um, yeah, like I, I've been making jewelry and working in the studio. And like, I didn't really even advertise my own social media is so garbage because I'm always working on everybody Bay else's. Else's. Yeah. Um, but like I had so many sales throughout the Christmas season. I didn't even advertise for it. Like the amount of people that like hit me up for Christmas gifts. Cause just cause they knew I was back at making again or like, Hey, can you make something? And I'd be like, yeah, I can make you something. And so it, I really framed that to be in a way that's like, such a pleasure for me that like, I'm not making anything. I don't want to every, like I'm not going yes. to reproduce anything. Like I'm just making one offs. And I know that that's a hard business model to scale yes. because people can't be like, Oh, I want one of those. And then like have a big sale, but it's just going to be like, if it grows slow and organically by people that just love one offs, that will set my soul on fire. And I will be totally okay with that. Yeah. And I think that as a maker, like recreating over and over again is so hard. And I think 
that's kind of where I got with like restocks of boots. You know, sometimes I dream up a boot and then everyone's like, when are you going to restock? I'm like, I don't know if I want to. Yeah. Yeah. You I know? already made it. So yeah. That part's and made it and sold out. Yeah. And yeah. She gone, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, yeah. I'm curious. What's your Enneagram? Do you know? Um, I did figure, I think it's eight. Oh, that's how we get along me too. Okay. I you think might have eight. a strong wing seven. I saved my phone somewhere. I bet you have a strong wing seven too. Okay. I don't remember what the other number was, because, but I did do it. And I think I screenshotted it like in my phone because I'm bad at remembering things like yes. that. Because I could just randomly be like one, six. I, like yeah. I'll just randomly think I guarantee you at eight, but then seven a lot of times, a lot of my entrepreneur friends are seven. Okay. And it's where that like, <laughs> that squirrel like doo, doo, yes, doo, doo, yes. goes and it's hard to like think about but the eight like wants to champion other people. And I think that's kind of where you and I have, I would love to just help people start their businesses all day long, but I also have to be very protective of that energy. Cause yeah. I realize that's the energy that makes the magic and no roots boots. And so that's, what's so hard is I that's do want to help everybody. Act. I'm walking every day. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. like, I've never, char- I've never, I've never charged for yeah. the advice I've given people. Um, but what I've also learned is sometimes if you don't charge, people don't take you seriously. So you can give them the best ideas ever and they won't implement them because you didn't charge for it. Whereas if you charge for it, they're going to be like, okay, she means business. Oh, that's that. I, no truer words have been spoken. Like I have done. So, and when I started out, I was doing everything for free for people yes. just because I needed some credibility and whatever. Yeah. And then like, I've done like some website building and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not a graphic designer. Like I'm not, it's not, I can build a better website than you can for yourself. Yeah. So I'll charge you a moderate fee, but like, I'm not a website builder. So like if you, like, I'm very clear with people about like what they're getting, but I do tend to put so much into it because like, I really want to help these people. Like I want to, like, first of all, I only take on clients that I like believe in your mission that I can like wholeheartedly get behind and like brag about you to my friends and stuff like that. And then it is that like I've given so much like creativity like when I sit down and like just like make a ton of really creative reels and then like I'm like oh man I haven't posted anything for myself and I'll just put like a static photo up and be like happy holidays (laughs) like because like I'm just like I only have so much creative energy and so that it has been a thing over like the last two months that I've been trying to really like balance wrap my head around and so for 2024 that's a big thing like I I've used this term kind of like ironically, but I just like fired a couple of clients. Like I really did like a cleaning house of like, these things are only draining me. Like they're not making me feel good. I don't think our missions align anymore. Like I don't think that like if I had the energy I'm giving to you for myself, I could like move mountains for myself. So like I need to cut ties. And so um, this like last month, I've really been doing a lot of that. And it's really like, it's been scary because a lot of it's like, well, (laughs) just getting rid of some income here for no other reason than like to focus on my own business. And it's scary, but I feel like it, like you were just saying about like, preparing to take that step back is like just saying I'm only going to do things for people that you're setting yourself up personally to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing as you may be going backwards financially, but you're setting yourself up to thrive. And anytime you're thriving, anytime you're in that sweet spot for me, if I'm feeling great about the products I'm selling to people I'm working with the money, I don't have to work hard at it. The money just comes. And I think that's like, where this year was hard as everything was hard because I was just taking so much of that step back yeah. that I was overthinking so much. Whereas I feel like that made way for 2023. Like I was getting rid of stuff I didn't love anymore. And now everybody I'm working with, I just got new bags and I could not love them more. I personally bought two of them before I started working with this maker. She's an amazing person. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to show these people the bags. Whereas like last year I didn't feel it. I was like, I just want to get rid of these bags. Your customers can tell. Mm-hmm. Also, I think something that our conversation sparked is that like people like us are idea factories and we don't put enough value on how fast we can come up with so many ideas. So many ideas. That could yeah. all be so successful. Yeah. And how do you put a value on that? Mm-hmm. It's really hard because it comes so naturally and it's so freaking fun. It's, it's, so just, many, it's like, I would be doing it for free, like, because I love it so much. But that's also you saying that oh, when I started No Roots Boots, like, I was like, why didn't I know I wanted to sell boots from the get go? When I worked at the boot store in college, I literally called my mom and said, I would do this for free. I love it so much. 
that's how you know that's what you should be doing. But only for the clients that you would work for free See, for. That is but so you still have to charge. It's so hard. And like, you know, I don't have a marketing degree and I haven't made a million dollars in any of my businesses. And I'm not toting that to anybody. I'm like, yeah. if you don't know how to do social media, I can tell you how to do it better. I'm yes. not going to promise you that you can go viral. I'm not going to pro- like any of these crazy outs. Yeah, like, I'm not going to do any of those things, but yeah. I'm going to tell you like some tweaks you can make to make it more sense. Yeah. <laughs> in a lot of cases, places, people will just ask me to manage their social media because they're like, no, I just don't want to learn this. I don't want to even have to do it. Like, I, yeah. and so in, in those cases, it's easy for me to have like a monthly retainer and it makes like what I'm charging for real clean and cut and dry. Yeah. Other clients, it's like, I'm doing like consulting for them. And so then it gets into a weird thing where it's like, yeah, I can help you do this. And it's like extra above like what our agreement is. And it's like, at what point do you do you charge for those things? Yeah. And like some clients, but at I the end of the day, I love them. And then some clients, I'm like, oh, this is like, I'm giving you so much stuff for free, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I try to only align myself with people that, yeah. that I love. And that is, was one of the factors is when I was evaluating who I'm working with, it was like, if I feel like I'm, my time is being taken advantage of, they got cut. And yeah. so like those people that were always asking a little too much, you know? What I yeah. Mean? Yeah. And I think for me, like to walk in and consult with somebody would be like dream job. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just dump for an hour. And like, mm-hmm. I know that you could take all the things I told you. And if you applied then mm-hmm. it would help you be more successful. Sure. But I think then I have a hard time disconnecting my heart yeah. with the consulting thing. When I don't have the time to run your social media, Yeah. but also if you don't implement them and then you feel like you're, you know, I charge you X amount and that's not worth it. I'm like, mm-hmm. It's kind of your own fault. <laughs> it is really hard because there's a lot of things that I'll say, like, we really need to do this or you really need to add this. Or, yeah. like, I have this one client where I'm just like, I just need you to show some gratitude. I just need you to yeah, put some stuff out there that's like a thank you to, yeah. to the people you work with, to this, to that. I give, like, examples for things. Here's some sample captions. They won't do it. They're so scared of shouting out other people. And taking like some sort of the attention off of like their mission. And I'm like, you're not seeing the bigger picture. Like, like gratitude will go further than anything you could possibly put out there to promote. Like people want to see that you're thankful. People want to see like, you are thankful, aren't you? Like you have to put this out there. Like I have other clients where I'm like, they just want to see your face. Let me just record. Let me just ask you a couple of questions on the camera with your face. Like that's all people want to see. If I put your face up. You'll get all the engagement you're looking for. Oh, yeah, I just can't make it work. And I think that's where people take, I mean, quite honestly, people take, like, they want that perfect cut. And nobody's really thinking about it that long. So post it, get it out there. If it goes great, great. If it doesn't, that's fine. And I think people think that people are looking at you closer than they are. Yes. And you just have to let go of that. Like, I think for, you know, Instagram for so long was so curated and I was super comfortable in that space, right? And then reels came up and I was like, (laughs) but now it's like, you know what? Who cares? My best performing. I did like a truck unboxing. I don't know if you saw that. It was really off the cuff. I was outside. um, I was on the Washington Square. I propped my phone up. I didn't have a tripod and I just did a truck unboxing where I told them what I liked about the shoe and how I felt about it. I made some weird sounds like it makes me feel like, wah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people loved it because yeah. I was like having show and tell. If my mom comes up to Birch House and I just got a new product in, I have show and tell with her. Yeah. Like I have loved show and tell since I was little. And I was like, I need to start implementing show and tell in my business. Yeah. It sounds so silly, but it's like, it's so authentic to who I am. Sometimes I'll FaceTime John to make him look at my new product. Yeah. Because I'm so excited. I'm like, really, I should just pop my phone up and show the, you know, the people that follow yeah, me, yeah, the product that's I'm getting it, but it's like that's that simple. And I yeah. think people so overthink it. And I think that's like even for me when Reels first came out, it was it was so much voiceover. So you did kind of have to overthink it because you had to nail that voiceover. And now, like, you just don't have to overthink it. It's like if you just be yourself, it's so refreshing. And I think that's where like. Me and the outfit thing. I love putting together an outfit, but I don't really think about how I put an outfit together. I just do it. And so I may not be the best resource for the girl that wants to know how to put a stellar outfit together because I also think that fashion should be something of your own. You shouldn't be like taking what somebody else is doing it and making, you know, copying it. Like just 
put something on your closet that feels good and put boots with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I struggle, like that connection there. But I think I can pop on it and say something that's on my heart and it feels so much more authentic than showing somebody how to put an outfit together. And I'll do that every once in a while. But I'm like, that's not really like, I don't think that's my value in this space. I think there's a lot of people that are better at showing people how to put outfits together. But I can teach you how to chase your dreams and I can teach you how to do the hard things and I can teach you that you can put on a good pair of shoes and it can make you feel like you can take on the world because I did it, you know? And I think that's where like my story lines up and I think that when I overthink it and I try to do the things that I see everybody else doing, it fails every time because it's not authentic. Where if I just am like, what do I want to film today? Well, I want to do a little show and tell. It's like the crowd goes wild because just like they can feel if you like a product or not, they can feel if you like liked filming the reel or not. Yes, sure. I mean, I don't feel comfortable in front of the camera striking a post with an outfit on. I just don't. Yeah. Unless I'm being goofy. Yeah. Because that's who I am. Yeah. I'm not going to do some like sultry pose that I'm like, oh, I'm just like the hottest thing out there because right. that's not who I am. Right. At all. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people mess up is they just take themselves too seriously. Sure. And they think that people are thinking about them more than they actually are. And that's a hard it's, it's a hard thing to get a, over. Well, right? it's a hard thing, yeah, to try to tell other people yeah. to get over. Right? Yeah. It's like nobody's thinking about you that way. <laughs> it's really people true. don't like to hear that. It's yeah, like but it feel, is it's yeah, the truth. It's the truth. You're yeah. right. You're right. And it's like, yeah, I think at the end of the day, people just want to feel if they're gonna follow you, they want to feel connected to you. And if you're putting this picture perfect life out there, again, that's what used to work on Instagram, but it's just not working anymore. Yeah, I mean the the things that I react to myself and I think the things that like for the clients that I help manage their stuff the stuff that goes the best is the authentic stuff like the stuff inside the kitchen rather than the styled food photo the photo of the employees just being there like enjoying their stuff like not a staged thing you know like not a scripted promo like I have a lot of clients that panic because I'll be like I'll just I'll get there and I'll ask you questions and it'll be great and they're always like oh what are we gonna I mean I need to prepare and I'm like there's nothing this is your business you know this inside and out like you should literally know the answer to any question I I ask you about this yeah it's the same thing with like people I interview like this I'm like I'm just literally gonna talk about you the whole time so whatever you want to say you say yeah and I think that's so interesting too is if they think that they need to retake it because it wasn't good enough, your first take is always the always best. Always the best one. Always it's the always best the best. Yeah. I also, uh, I took this class. I haven't really been taking classes, which I got to that this year. I was like, I should probably be taking some classes. Because yeah. it's like, you, you want to constantly learn. And the gal, um, Susie Holman, said you should jump up and down before you film something. Like, oh. just actually get some energy out. Okay. And like, spin around. And just, I like, like jump. And I, I, like I did that. it. And I was like, because you don't want to pop on and be like, hey, guys, like, you need to bring some energy. Yeah. If you're going to get on and take up people's time, yep, you need to be there for it. Not yep. that you're faking it, but you just need to, like, not be t- just like, hey, guys, <laughs> you know, yeah. just get up and jump around. And it's like, you do that and you're like, feel a little bit like more like yourself. Maybe it's like, I don't know what it does, but I, I de- I've done it a few times. I'm like, wow, that is lovely. Yeah, that's just because it's like you stop caring as much. You feel a little goofy while you're just jumping around by yourself, but it helps you, I think, maybe get rid of that, like, caring what people think, you know? Right. Plus, like, you know, your blood pumps a little bit because it's such an active activity. Yeah. So, like, the flush, the little bit about a breath makes you sound excited. Probably, yeah. Probably just all of the things. Yeah. Just, just kind of getting outside of your own head, yeah, you know? Yeah. Because you're actively doing something, so. Yeah. Well, and, like, I've had people um, that'll just be, like, so nervous to start, and I'm like, I used to sing in a band. I was lead singer. That's how I started making jewelry. That's how I started making jewelry is I was a lead singer in a band and I like changed my hair color all the time. I like dressed really crazy, all these things. And I could never find jewelry that was like statement in like my statement way. Like everything was really like chintzy or like cheap looking. And I wanted like stage wear for myself as I started making my own jewelry when I was in this band. And, um, there would be times where like I would be auditioning for something or like before a big show or something, I would be nervous. And, uh, my dad would always be like, just get the first word out. If you just get the first word out, everything else comes out after that. And it's, it's not wrong. Cause like 
you get into a muscle memory of like, you know how to talk, you know what to say, but it's like the hesitation of like, I'm going to screw up is the thing. And like with music, you know, you have so many beats and then you got to come in. You don't have a choice to him all around about it. But like, if you could just, because I'd be like, oh, I can't remember what the third, how the third verse goes. And he was like, it'll come to you by the time you get there. You just have to start the song and get the first word out. And I tell people that all the time with the recording, like, just like, let's just get started. That's like when I turned the mic on when we first sat down. It's like, there's not even a chance for you to get nervous about no. it because it's not like, okay, here we go. You know yeah. I mean? It's the same thing for reels and stuff. When I have people film, I'm just like, just talk to me like this and pretend it's not over here. So, because that natural feeling is what feels good to people to watch yep yeah if it feels like performative it we can all feel that too yeah i did not know you were a singer Uh, i always say if i could change one thing about myself you know some people would be like i wish i was taller i love music so much yeah literally cannot carry a tune oh that's somebody told me that anybody can anybody just have to practice enough i'm like well i was in chorus and let me tell you, I was not good, but I love music so much, but I still sing with a lot of heart. It's just not very hey, good. That's all right. That's all right. that matters. It's right? all just like breath control. Like if you know where to push the note out from, you have like a little bit more control. over. Maybe 2024 20, singing lessons. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. On my day off. I think, yeah, I think lessons. it's something that's really trainable. Think of all the like movie stars that like do their music and the, like they were singers before and then they like have to do it for something and then they can sing or whatever. It's a, it's a teachable skill. I do think yeah. people have like uniqueness to their tones and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, I yeah. love music. I remember as a kid, I'd always like record myself because I was like, I'm the next star. And then I'd listen back to the recording. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I, I am I'm not. I'm a true believer in like people will become good at anything that they believe that they can be good at. Yeah. And I think that somebody along the way just told me I was a good singer when I was little and it became part of my identity. And I was just a singer and I sang and I yeah. worked at it. And I mean, like, I like things to be easy. Like I like to like, like I'm willing to work at something, but I want there to be like a little bit of like natural ease. Well, for yeah. me to go to. I think that's like probably common yeah. for a lot of people. So just knowing that I had like enough natural talent that if I worked at it a little bit, yeah. I could do it. And like at one point I was singing like the full four hour set at night. Like we go to a bar and play from like eight to midnight and I'd, wow. I'd sing all 40 songs. Um, but I'd work up to it. Like it's a muscle. You got to exercise it and things yeah. like that. And so now I've been out of the game for so long that like, if a friend asked me to sing at a wedding or something, I'm like, all right, but I got to like really, really work up to it because yes. it's like, I can't just go out there and do it in one take. Cause my voice will probably crack. Cause it's a muscle that I haven't used in so long, but it is something that I, oh gosh, I just love so it so many much. talents. Oh, well, I mean like, you know, here, it's I mean, the creed. It's the creative side though. All of them are very creative. Yeah, it is very. Um, and I, and I, the variety is the thing that I love so much. I think that's why. I don't want to just do my own jewelry business or do my own podcast. I want to do things helping other people because I'm learning a ton about one little small part of your industry makes me like, I love that part of it. I love learning little bits and knowing the inside scoop and like helping people and that variety of like, I'll be filming gutters. And then the next time I'm taking cocktail shots and then like the next time I'm doing HVAC systems, like that kind of stuff makes me so happy that I can like intermix into all those different worlds. That's, that's the thing that uh, makes it so much fun for me. So I think that's kind of where I'm at too. Is like, that's why I think entrepreneurship is fun. Is like within a business, you know, of my size, it's like some days I am the bookkeeper and I hate bookkeeping until I take the time and sit down and I get to puzzle piece it all together. And And when it starts puzzle piecing together, I'm like, this is so satisfying. But like, it's taking that time to put that hat on and doing it when I'm in the content creation mode. It is so much fun, but I got to get myself there. Yes. When I'm in the organization mode, I love to organize. I'm not naturally organized. We are the same. And it's like so interesting as if I just take the time to get there. Yeah. And the variety of it is amazing. But it's funny how I, how much I dread bookkeeping until I sit down and do it. And then I'm like, this is so and fun. I'm and I'm like, like I'm there was my every month next year, and I'm going to be so on top of it. And, and I, never I, don't. Do. <laughs> I never do. I never do. My because mom you're just... naturally, I'm naturally yes. more into the content creation. Yes, of course. I'm naturally course. more into going shows. Yes. But I can geek out over some Excel spreadsheets. Yes. Like I can get, but again, my mom always just did, like when I was little, I'd be like, mom, let's do this puzzle. Or like, mom, let's pick this. And she'd be like, let me w- wait till I get in the mood for it. And I would always be like, I'm waiting to get that. Like, it, I've always felt like things were being kicked down the road oh, to yeah. get in the mood for Wait it. for the right time. Yes, but time now is. I'm like, I just it doesn't feel right right now. But keeping, I think I'm going to wait until it feels good. That's where sometimes I'm like, <laughs> do I have any discipline? Yes. Because if I didn't yes. have to sit down and make content, like, I really your content, social media sites probably like, are you serious? I don't plan out my content. Never have, 
probably no, great. That's never wonderful. will because I, yeah. I want to feel in the moment for yeah. it. Yeah. But then there's weeks where I'm like, <coughs> I've got, I've got nothing. I've yeah. got nothing. Yeah. But then I've realized that like, sometimes you put so much pressure on your feed, but if you just show up in your stories, if that feels good and natural that week, you can get just as many sales, just as many community building in your, in your stories than you can on your feed. I and think so, you, just, you just have to show up somewhere. Yes. Just, just keep doing it. Just yes. keep showing up. Just keep doing it. I do think I like that. That's what current social media, like you don't have to show up on your feed every single day yeah. necessarily. Yep. And because stories for me is so natural. Mm-hmm. And so fun. Yeah. And so little. It like, feels less so pressure. great that it's going to go away too. Yeah. It's like, if I don't love this, it's gone. gone in a day. And it's, yeah. it's, I don't have to live with it forever. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, well, I really appreciate all the time that you've given me. Um, it's been so today. fun. This has been so fun. There's so many more topics we could talk about. I'm sure that we could uh, podcast talk- in a podcast. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could literally <laughs> podcast in a podcast. Um, so thank you for letting me come out here and for giving me all of your time and your wisdom and um, sharing part of your story with me. Thanks for coming. It was such a fun conversation. It was so fun. Let's do it again. Okay. Reason Business Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Sarah Johnson, and is under the umbrella of Brazen Reputation Brand Management Projects. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing and who we are, please visit us online at brazenreputation.com. If you have a small business story that you would like to share and you feel like you would be a great fit for this podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can contact me online through my website or through social media and let's chat. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad that you're here and just go out there and be well.